did wrestling happen this week? <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I mean, technically? I don't know. Wrestling happens every week, but... I still maintain it's like the world's weirdest, like, high school play at this point, where it's just, you know, there's a lot of, like, like there's a set piece behind it. It's like a stage show, maybe not a high school play. Well, in terms of attendance, a high school play. Ah! But... But like it's all facing like the hard cam and like there's a there's a scene background and like it's just without the participation and interaction that I feel is such a like an integral part of wrestling like that's why you go to like the the real diehard indie shows that's why you go to PWG that's why like you go to a New Japan show for the people that are just like there bring the energy and like without that at least for WWE it's just it's weird it's weird I for one am there for, like, now that we don't have, um, like, in a high school play, just all of the Karen moms calling out, that's my little Timmy! That's my little Timmy in there! Sethy! Sethy, baby! <coughs> You're mama's son! So, welcome to Fight Boys. It's a weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am the good bad boy of podcasting, the Dylan. And I am absolutely terrified, Blake Tanner. Scotty's not here with us this week. We're going off the rails. We're going inside, outside, upside down. Who knows what the fuck is going to happen, because we might not even end up talking about wrestling. I want you to know I really did hold back the uh, the urge to say that I was Scotty. <laughs> just just go full, just go full tilt. Uh, I mean, we could have just completely pretended that you were Scotty for this whole recording. Never mentioned it at all. Never, never brought it up. That would have been the that would have been the April first episode. <laughs> if um, only. <laughs> so wrestling did happen this week. Wrestling is not going to continue to happen for some people. Uh, Drew Gulak. He didn't really get released. His contract expired. Kind of fell out. Uh, expired. Did yeah. they just? I, I guess he just didn't renegotiate, or did he try to ask for more? And they just he, never. He, he tried to ask for more money. Oh. Uh, because you know he was cruiserweight champion. He's doing shit with Daniel Bryan. They were like, no. Then they rescinded their original offer because he asked for more money, and then he just kind of left. Because like now that yeah, well no, everybody's like, well with the with the like COVID thing, but like. Meltzer even confirmed WWE is supposed to make the most money they ever had this quarter, even without live yeah, shows that's what it's like. or this it's a year. Dick move that they just took their original offer away to be petty. Yeah, no, it works the whole way. But I mean, that does mean that maybe ah oh, no, because Cody fucking hates Gulak for some bullshit reason. Because Cody, <laughs> yeah, it feels like God. Cody ruins so many things that Cody is in while still being kind of likable. It's it's horrible. It's like having that. It's like having that friend. That you like to be around, but whenever people tell you about shitty things they did, you're like, yeah, that sounds right. I feel like it's, a lot of ways, it's like um, if you were ever friends with CM Punk, where you know that you're just <laughs> in for the ride until he decides to burn that bridge. And it's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know, I, I'd like to see a reforming of the best friends with, like, Trent as Swamp Monster. Just hear Chuck Taylor come out and talk about Drew Gula. He's the he's the Regal Eagle, the Legal Beagle, the Game Changer, the Trailblazer, the King of Bingo, the Ukulele picking a wild card. <laughs> uh, do you think... Uh, it's still my favorite, still my favorite Jakarp right now. <laughs> Although, I could see maybe, you know, the businessman Cody, or 
Honestly, if Tony Khan just went up and was like, let's fucking get him, dude. He's such a, like, a fan of wrestling that I could see Tony being like, yeah, let's get him. I mean, Drew, Gulak is such a good wrestler, and he's such a, they're, they're talking about, like, Dustin wants, like, a school, and, like, he wants to, like, help young wrestlers. I mean, God knows in the past fucking two months, they brought in so many people that aren't signed that it's just like, hey, maybe we can help these these kids. And, like, Gulak is such a fucking technician. Like, they catch, like, the, that catch, catch kind of a wrestling that, you know. I feel like... It's honestly probably just been two months of tryouts for all of these guys. Like, I can't wait to see who we actually get in AEW after this. Um, there's one guy, Alan Angels, because uh, I've been watching, and they're letting him get a lot of shit in. He had, like, a competitive match with, um, with, N- with uh, no, with Phoenix. He had a competitive match with Sammy this last week. I need to start watching. It's, it's, dude, it's been really good. Yeah. Dude, you gotta go back and watch Dark. It's like three hours worth now, but you get a lot of good stuff. Like, um, fucking, uh, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc, since they're roommates, I guess they were like, you wanna just form a tag team? We already like each other. And, freaking Kip Sabian's, Kip Sabian's chirping from the outside of the ring. And it's clear as, clear as day, too. Even Taz is like, does he have a mic down there? I can hear him clear as day. Uh, and that, that's the match that you sent to us that we needed to watch earlier today, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because, like, let me tell you how great it is. At one point, like, they have the other guy in the corner. Havoc holds, like, his two fingers out, like, in front of the guy. And Sabian fucking insiguries him from the back. So his eye, he goes into his eyes. So it's an eye poke. And then Sabian's there like, that was completely legal. That was a completely legal wrestling move. He fell into my hands. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, Havoc was just like, I didn't do anything. I just stood here. Even Taz agreed with him. It was like, he technically, that was legal. Now, <laughs> next time they just do it with a staple gun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, fuck me, what else happened? Because that's, that's one thing that I remember. Um, I mean... Oh, there is, there, there's, um, like, the, the, the nonsensical Sami Zayn heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, where, like, yeah, last week, uh, he was stripped of the title because he's not showing up because WWE has finally decided that that's something that they care about again, as long as you're not Brock Lesnar. Um... Or Roman Reigns. Or Roman Reigns. Who is Roman, Roman Reigns has taken all the time he wants for, for his kids, but like Sami Zayn wants to do it for his own health. Fuck that guy. Yeah. It's like you don't want to work. That's such a Vince mentality too, because he's got like heat with uh the corporate people, right? I don't dude, I don't even know it's anymore. Like he's, it it just feels once again, it feels really petty. Cause it's like it boils down to that really that hard worker mentality that just burns people out that like 99% of people just can't do day in and day out the perfection that they expect. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, he was just getting some stuff too. I mean, I guess when he comes back, they can, they'll have him lose, but they can have him challenge for it and just be like, I challenge cause I'm the real IC. So that'll be like a good pay-per-view match. Hopefully depending on who wins it. I forget who I, I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, can't believe I forgot the bracket. But it's, from what I remember, it's like okay, so it's not going to be Shinsuke. 
So who else? Yep. Who else do we have to choose? Not going to be Gulak. Probably Daniel. It'll probably be Daniel Bryan. Which is he's in this, right? Yeah, they're probably just going to give it back to him. Yeah. I mean, really though, it would be it'd be pretty great. But I mean, and Gulak was in the tournament. Yeah, he was the one that uh, it was him against uh, Debra. Yeah, he was in the tournament, and then that was his last showing. Okay. Shit. Fuck me. This is such. This has been so. These last two months have been wild like i oh no it's 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 been like weird it's been weird times it's been it's been dark times uh, it's even it's hard to keep up honestly with most of it um so sammy is in the doghouse indefinitely roman is the doghouse um who has a great new tattoo though uh yeah he was like he was like what can i do with this arm half the dude I, w- I looked at that, and my first thought was, holy shit, you did your spine? Like, just that side of it. Yeah, yeah, because the area, like, right next to the spine is really sensitive, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. I don't have my, my chart. I might be completely wrong. I remember at one point I had a copied chart, because I was thinking about, like, maybe I would. I was like, where should we not get it? Oh, those places. Absolutely. Actually, it's more the fact that he got it on his on his side, because, like, your ribs right there and, like, under the armpit... Like, holy shit, that is. That is the rough times. Like, damn. And it goes all around now. Like, he's... Yeah, yeah. I, and they're not... Which, and I, which is such a waste. Yeah. He he wrestles with a vest on. I know, I was just about to say that. Like, he's gotten all of this great uh, shit on it. Like, and I bet it would look fucking great in the ring, too. Like, just to see him uh, in his tattoo spearing motherfuckers. But they're not gonna let him wrestle without the vest because they just can't let go of the vest. It's like his John Cena jorts. Yeah, he'll wear them until he's in that match with Bray Wyatt, and he has to relive all of his past selves, which is just gonna be him next to a bunch of mirrors. It's just just him in two different vests and his uh, Lika Key costume from FCW. Oh, <laughs> I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, I remember that happened. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, you ever see those old pictures where like all three members of the Shield, like in their FCW, they had like a posed, like I forget, like I think it was a motorcycle, and it just looks like a really bad three man boy band like picture if you just put it all together. We're a three man band. Mox, Black, Leaky, or however it's pronounced. (laughs) Dude, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like I said, dark, dark times. Speaking of which, uh, dark side of the ring decided, decided like, hey, listen, we're going to kind of valley this out. We're going to start really dark with Benoit, and we're going to kind of like up and down a little bit. New Jack, maybe like not as intense. And then we're going to ramp it all the fucking way back up and talk about Owen Hart dying and just like even the bits I've seen. Cause like, yeah, I'm not emotionally ready to watch that whole thing. Cause that was one of those things I found out years into wrestling. At what, or it was like, yeah, he died at this show. And I was like, and then what happened? Then they had the show. God. You can do that? I, isn't that a crime scene? I, I And the, the weirdest thing is, like, the police just let him do it. They didn't consider it a crime scene. Like, they just said fucking... Yeah. There was, um, and I've... I mean, there are so many uh, different interview series that have gone and, like, talked to the guys that were in the show, and how all of them said, mm-hmm. we should not have done this show. Like, there was even a point where uh, Taker and Austin had a match, and 
just seeing Taker in the ring, the man who is known for keeping his character in every situation, and just the, like, dead, like, sadness in his eyes during that match, like, after his entrance. At one point, they... They show it, and it just looks like he just stares at, at like for for a, like a couple of seconds at the point like where Owen impacted. Like you know that had to be going through his mind, and that's just that's messed up. Like whenever that happened, I was like, "That's right, Vince McMahon should be in fucking prison." That's right. Like you forget about for it for more than this too. Like this is just one of oh, the yeah. things. Let's 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 go through it. There's this. There's the steroid trial, which he lucked out on. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Cunt Hogan. Really sold everyone else up a river uh, by changing his story. There was uh, there was that. There was the Jimmy Snooker death. Yeah, where he he covered that up. Uh, let's see here. What else did he do? He interviewed Brian Pillman's wife the day after Brian Pillman died. You remember that one? No. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. After Brian Pillman died on like the next Raw, live on live on Raw. Oh, he sh- interviewed his wife. Jesus. Yeah, it's uncomfortable as fuck to watch. Um, what else? What other terrible things has Vince McMahon? Blood money from a totalitarian regime that murdered an American citizen. There's that. Um, yeah, there's that. There's the Saudi shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's just so many things you're just looking at. And it's like, man, anybody who's like, yeah, Vince McMahon, no, no, over time. Over time, it just wears away. The people, the people wear away on your these enjoyable characters. Yeah. And speaking of, like, uh, talking about Hogan selling uh, everyone else down the river during the steroids, uh, Meltzer had something on uh, World of Wrestling earlier this week, and um, I think it was, uh, he was talking about, uh, yeah, it was uh, Ellie... Uh, Natalia's mother and uh, Jim Neidhart's wife, she like apparently the fam like the hearts were split on if they should uh like ha- on how much they should ask Vince for the settlement or if they should even take it to trial um to get a settlement from him, and I think um I think it was uh Jim and Davey were both on the side of WWE because Vince hired them like right before any of the trial stuff was going to happen, so they were on his payroll. And uh, the rest of... Once again. Once, once again. again. Right, exactly. And so... <laughs> the... Uh, uh, Martha Hart's lawyers were trying to like bring the whole family together to get a consensus so there wouldn't be any infighting or anything. And um, so... Ellie Neidhart takes a fax of this agreement that they're working on and sends it to Vince McMahon. And it's... Like, the the legality of even doing that is questionable. Um, probably illegal. Don't know. But it, uh, just them knowing about it almost completely destroyed the case. Yeah, no, that was... Whenever, whenever they're like, Owen Hart should, like, she should let it, like, I'm like, nah, man. When it first started, when it first started, I was like, yeah, that's, God, what a bitch. And then, like, you hear about these things. Like, I think more about it's come out over the last few years. The consensus has changed. I've I've changed my tune, I know, uh, based on more information. And you're like, nah, dude, you just, you keep, you keep that. You keep, no, he can fuck himself. She, they're, they're right, though. There is no physical Hall of Fame 
like for the WWE. You can't go anywhere. There's an actual, what is it, like the, is it the Luthes Hall of Fame for like wrestling? There's like an actual physical one somewhere. And like, like he got inducted there and they showed like, like the, the pictures and like a, a video of it. And she looks fucking elated that he's getting recognized there and that people are happy. She just like, is like, I'm not going to let the people that killed my husband or who like, whose negligence killed my husband, uh, have, make any money off of it. And, like, the kids either. Like, the kids are both, like... And she has every like, right to fucking do so, by the way, like... Oh, yeah, and the and the kids also are completely there, so I was like, it's gonna be another, like, 50, 60 years before they got a chance. Vince McMahon will be long dead by then. That's the other thing, though, is I know once Vince dies, then probably Steffi and Hunter will try to do it. Oh, yeah, you... You know they're not going to let this go. They know, like, they know the money. Exactly. It's... You got to follow the money. Well, yeah, one last yeah. thing um, is there was a fucking bit that, like, it made me uncomfortable in a different way, I think. And that's because it was uh, Jim Cornette was being interviewed, and he just completely broke down. Like, yeah, yeah. He let down all of... Whenever you... Hmm? As, as a, whenever you, yeah, no, sorry, you were saying he let, he let the guard down. Whenever Jim Cornette, the person, separates from Jim Cornette, the character, and you remember that Jim Cornette, the person, is, like, a person? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he becomes real personable, and it was, um, it was a sight, and it just really hit home just how much uh, Owen's death impacted the business. But, on the other hand, speaking of Jim Cornette, the character... He had some bullshit to say about Becky Lynch getting pregnant. I purposely didn't read it because I knew it would come up. Uh, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Did he say that it was a terrible idea because she's hot right now as a, as like a character in a storyline? Pretty much exactly that. Um, yes. Guessed it. I'm going to. All these years in the, all these years in Indiana makes me understand the man from Kentucky. <laughs> You're just neighbors. Uh, he, <laughs> here's what he said. And I'm sorry that Scotty can't be here to do his great cornet. <clears throat> you can't always be on top of the wrestling business in a one million a year spot or more. But you can have a baby. What is she? Can't she be 30? She's 33. Well, she's still got many more years before the fucking Easy Bake Oven gets shut off. She can have all those problems like a descended stomach and stretch, stretch marks and hemorrhoids and hormone problems and mood swings and all the other joys of motherhood later when she ain't making a million dollars a year. He's just like, it's... I, so, so like this, it happened over a week ago. The announcement was, but I remember my first thing after that I was like, "Good for her." But I, like, like, it's like, what if her kid gets Seth's laugh? Like, <laughs> just, like, just imagining a, yeah, just imagining like a little four or five, yeah, ah, 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 and Becky being like, "You stop that right now!" <laughs> Smacks him. <laughs> oh, dude, what if he has like, what if he has like. Fucking Rollins is like hair, like like can like stop like actual hair, but in Becky's colors. Like I'm just thinking of all the ways these shapes can like like morph together to form a future wrestler. I hope it's a boy. Have you ever noticed that all wrestlers have girls? They really do. Because they're just off the top of my head. Brian, um, and Bree, Triple H, and Stephanie, The Rock. He's only had girls, right? Yeah. yeah. 
His so it's the it's the steroids. I don't know about Bree and Debray, uh, but like, yeah. Is there no? A lot of Japanese wrestlers have have like sons, but that's it's the culture. There's not it's as the many culture. steroids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's less steroids. But yeah, every time I I hear about it, like the uh, no one of the Jacksons has a son. Okay. See so. They're just breaking trends, man. That's it, young bucks. They're breaking trends. That's the, killing the business. Jinx, you owe me a coke. Um. Um. Also, Seth responded to what Cornette said, and he said this hurt my feelings on a personal level. Yeah, because uh, you know, because because as Tyler Black, he was one of Cornette's like poster boys. Whenever Cornette ran Ring of Honor, yeah, absolutely, and and no. And Cornette even talked about how he got Seth to WWE, because Seth was calling him, he's like, I got a contract from Impact, I got a contract, potentially, or like, I haven't heard from WWE, should I sign the contract from Impact? And he's like, don't do that, wait for WWE. And so, like, clearly someone Seth Rollins, like, like, looks up to, and then just slaps your fiancé in the face. Like that. Like, fuck. The Easy Bake Oven, man. I know that was you said that. I was, that was an audible oof. <laughs> oh, god! You know, but you know what? Uh, you know what? Oven isn't closed. Being a patron. Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Yes. Uh, that's it. Uh, Our Easy Bake Oven is always open to you lovely, lovely subscribers. And that thing will never close down. We're going to keep turning out strangely underbaked, uh, ideas and programs like uh oh like where scotty and blake watch terrible terrible movies i i sat in on one of it it broke me they haven't even invited me back they feel that bad i wanted to invite you back for the one a couple of months ago but it just never happened and you're lucky for that shit it was so <laughs> bad um dodging bullets left and right um we're continuing wrestling history x uh, we're working on it. I need to work on, because I've barely done anything on it. Um, and There's a pandemic. We're going to give you a pass. Good, good. <laughs> I've already got, I got one pass. That's all I need. Um, yeah, there we yeah, go. And you could, if you just enjoy what we do, um, and you want to keep seeing that go on, just uh, think about supporting us on the Patreon. Or, if you want some material shit, Go to merch.loadofpurebs.com. Uh, that's where you can buy shirts for all of the BS Network shows, including this one, including uh, the JWF, which is the other uh, wrestling-related podcast that we do. It used to be part of this one. Uh, you can find it for a load of BS, Opposite Attractions, all the fantastic stuff. There's shirts, there's posters, and there's cups. Like the uh, like the insulated wine glass that we have called the BS Boozy Sippy Cup. <laughs> Official trademark. Trademark. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> and that's it for the plugs. <laughs> so, uh, this Saturday, 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 um, which may be the day this comes out, uh, All Elite Wrestling is holding double or nothing. Um, by the way, they are, sh- sh- they are selling shirts that say, I watched it from home. <laughs> Instead of, I was there. Because they have that, because even when we were at Double Nothing, it was like, I was there. I was like, I feel like people will believe you if you just tell them. I don't feel like you need the shirt. No, because it's like, I, <laughs> although I will say, 
I'm I'm honestly a little heartbroken that we are um not gonna be able to make it and that no one's gonna be able to make it, but we're gonna yeah, watch yeah. that shit. This is Yeah. You are. Um my unemployment hasn't hit yet. I got fifty bucks. Ah, that's fair. <laughs> Scotty and I'll pitch it, but... we'll get it for you. True <laughs> brothers. Good brothers. Good brothers. Oh, that's a that's another thing we didn't bring up. Solid other other segment. Luke Gallows is the current king of wrestling Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry, Sex Ferguson is Six the current Ferguson, king of baby, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, um, freaking blue chew <laughs> posts where he puts a cup in his tits. <laughs> Get your boner, go. Yeah, just, just holy shit. God, um, that fucking boner commercial have, broke me. Blue chew. They have, oh yeah, they have. Uh, they have the countdown to, uh, you know. Carl and, and the big LG, I guess the big D, DG now. He's back to Dot Gallows. Um, they got their, their countdown to when their uh, 90 days is up and they can go and do their tell all. Uh huh. And they're going to. I'm going to download that. I'm going I'm to I'm listen to that the day it comes out. You have no idea. Oh, man. I, I'd like I'm, that. I'm going is... to skip school. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to bunk off work. <laughs> Just going to do that. Uh, all right. So let me. Let me double check. We'll we'll start with this one, even though it's it's down the card, just because then I can close it because there's eight participants. Um, so yes, AEW is uh, double or nothing is happening due to the uh, the Rona shutting down a lot of people from being able to get to the shows. It is a somewhat rushed card compared to the other AEW pay per views uh, um, because the AEW there's only like four or five. Uh, depends on if they they probably don't get to do Fighter Fest. No, Fighter Fest is canceled this year, so I get to miss out on two, three. Fight for the Fallen probably won't happen either. Damn, it's gonna be rough for pay per views. Just kicking mm-hmm. me. The, this virus is kicking me right in the dick. Um, but <laughs> like a well placed. I'm right there. It's three hours. You have any idea how heartbreaking it is? It's, I'm looking. It's like looking. It's like. It's like being Tiny Tim looking in through the glass. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some wrestling? No, 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 that's that's Oliver Twist. Tiny Tim is the one with the- I know, he's God bless us, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> anyway, on to Double or Nothing, the card, the somewhat rough card, but still interesting. Uh, first up, we have the Casino Ladder Match for a number one contendership for the AEW Championship. Sorry, World Championship. It's not a... Sidebar. Yeah. How do you feel about world cha- being things being called world championships if they haven't been defended outside of the United States? Oh wait, no. Jericho defended it. Uh, nope, he didn't defend it at New Japan. Never mind. Yeah, so it hasn't. Yeah, it's hasn't been defended outside. It's not a world championship until it is. It's not. That's just the way it is. Uh, it's, it's like the NXT championship. They don't, they don't call it the NXT world championship. No, because it hadn't been defended around the world. You got to take that bad boy around the world. Anyway, sorry. Got to take it on the road. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's Darby Allen versus Cole Cabana versus Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix, uh, versus Scorpio Sky versus Kip Sabian versus Frank, Frankie Kazarian versus Luchasaurus versus a to be announced competitor. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's what that it, that meant. Hmm. Yeah. They, they haven't announced that last one, and I'm just like, this is. This is probably who it is. It possibly... I don't know what the restrictions on the UK are for travel. Mm. Otherwise, I would say it's Pac. Yeah, because if he can make it, that would be he would be a great choice. Hmm. 
Yeah, or whoever. Just anytime there's like a like a mystery, I always feel like they have the the up. If I if I wasn't choosing that, I'd choose Phoenix just because they're making Phoenix look like a boss lately. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm just like I don't know who that last person is, so I'm going to bet on them because mathematically they have the greatest po- number of possibilities. Now Scotty has taken Darby in his. Um, so do we want to do our uh, normal? like, large multi-man match rules, and uh, each of us pick a uh, a different competitor? Because then I'll take Phoenix. I, I would, I would. Yeah, okay, after I hyped him up, that's fair. You're probably going to win this one. I should stop helping you. You're already winning. I, I am. I'll, sometimes it's... Watch it be Cold Cabana. That'll be even better. <laughs> Let's just wait until Japan. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that it's... Uh, that the... Uh, just the casino match is back. Because I think that... Uh, what you need is just a good multi-man ladder match. I'm glad it's not like a buy-in um, battle royal or anything like it was last year. I think it kind of missed the mark a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, um, I'm excited. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to go in random order. Speaking of the buy-in, uh, Private Party takes on the best friends. Even though the best friends are currently in the number one ranking for the tag team division, they're on the fucking pre-show. <sighs> By the way, I, I talked about AEW Dark being great last week. Uh, like Orange Cassidy had a match, and the best friends came out and held up his like beach towels on either side of him, like fucking banners <laughs> during his entrance. That's really like they're they're trying so they're they're doing so much. They're trying so hard. God God bless them. They're they're, so, they're the best. Yeah, they're so fucking good at one just being ridiculous and yet being such a good tag team too. Like uh, yeah yeah they they like hit all of my fucking buttons. And Orange Cassidy with them is icing on the cake. Yeah, I understand why they put Orange Cassidy in the ladder match, but I would feel more invested if either of like Chuck or uh, Trent were in it. I'd be like, yeah, dude, you let, like, Trent, Trent versus Mox? Like, I would uh, sign up for, for that, like, immediately. I, I'd already be there. Yeah. So we've all, we've uh, all picked the best friends. Um. Yeah, we've all picked the best friends. Uh, also, speaking of uh, John Moxley versus Mr. Brody Lee, uh, we all picked Moxley. We're probably, honestly, we're potentially wrong on that. I actually feel like Brody has, stands the best chance since this is, like, his, like, third match, and he's been built as a monster. Yeah, like, so far, um... I feel like there's 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 gonna be interference, and, like, somebody's gonna be revealed to be, like, another person. Like, I feel like there's gonna be shenanigans. There's gonna be heavy shenanigans. Yeah, it feels... But I don't know if you, like... You oh, yeah, it just, like... It feels like the field is rife for fuckery in this one. Although, like you said, he's been built up so well that Brody might just kill Mox. He might, or Mox might, uh, it might be one of those situations where Mox, like, crafties his way out of it. Mm -hmm. And it could, you know, like, surprise small package, or, like, out of nowhere, uh, freaking, uh, uh, paradigm shift, like, something like that. Either way, it's gonna be a great Uh, match. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's gonna deliver. I hope Brody has better deer. That's my only real hope. Wrestle in the suit. I'd rather you did that. That would be really fucking Full jacket great. and everything. It would. It would. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, another potential pre-show match, or like, 
I'm surprised that's not the pre-show match is Dustin Rhodes, uh, the American Nightmare versus, uh, Sean Spears. Um, uh, this is the only, this is one of like three matches that we've, we've like, are, we're divided on. You and I both have Dustin. Um, Scotty has gone with Sean Spears. Which, uh, which I can see because I'm pretty sure Scotty's on this mentality that this is where like that group thing's gonna happen. You know, FTR potentially. Yeah, this could be you know how they debut. Um, especially because Ed- no, they'd probably wait until they'd probably wait till Wednesday. Okay. Uh, but it's once again might be some fuckery in that. Uh, but I still I just want to see Dustin win. Um, and it's I don't know. I, I just wanted to see him win. Okay. This is just like my uh, shot in the dark pick. Yeah, I just I don't I don't Spears isn't up to that. They can build Rhodes up so that he can get demolished again to make to make somebody else. But I Sean Spears isn't that person mm. in my mind. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see how much further we can get with him right now. Yeah, I, if he, I'm really sorry he didn't get to do that. Uh, oh. Uh, that like find the perfect tag team partner. I'm I'm really upset that never reached a conclusion. Yeah, or maybe it will here. I don't know. It um, true. It's true. Uh, MJF is taking on Jungle Boy after giving like a monster monster promo on Wednesday. MJF. Yeah, I think you you. you I mean, I think he already won with that promo. Is the problem? I, I don't I don't know how much coming back there is for old Jungle Boy. Uh, said although he's um. I'm looking forward to the match, uh, but it's it's hard to go up against uh, just this mountain of promo that is MJF for anybody. Um, yeah, no, I can I can feel you can really tell with that promo that had this whole thing not happened, it definitely would be MJF versus Mox, which is also part of the reason why I think Mox is gonna gonna keep it because I think MJF is like in their minds like okay, that's the heel we go back to, like. We've gotten, like, they're, they're becoming, like, ma- making people, like, younger than other. Like, we need Jericho at the beginning. Jericho is, like, well, no, we can do Mox now. People know him. He's younger. It's like, now we can have our guy that we made. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're building up, um, like, masterfully as well. Just, but, uh, you can see there's kind of a build there because they, they haven't had one of, like, their guys yet. Um, like, Jericho's fucking Jericho. Mox is, uh, I mean, he's Dean Ambrose, man. Like, that's where people know him from. Unless you are just, like, one of those, uh, lovers of death matches, which he brings in, he brings in spades. Uh, but, uh, what the fuck were we talking about? MJF. MJF. We're all MJF. Yeah, no. I, uh, alright, so, moving on to the women's division, uh, for a moment. First up. Uh, we have Bitch Baker versus Chris Statlander. Uh, I didn't come up with that name. The internet wrestling community did. <laughs> uh, and we all know also, how they feel so about like, women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Blake and I are together with Statlander. Uh, Scotty chose Britt Baker. Um, I believe she might be out for the match, though. They haven't announced that. Um, but, she. so, like... They haven't announced it, so his pick of Brit, if she does compete, is valid. However, if uh, there is somebody else, we will allow him to take that person if they beat Chris Statlander. Yes, you are kinder than me. Uh, I would have just forced him to take the other person. Yeah. 
Uh, no, um, I, I just want to see Statlander win. This is this is all this is all my fucking picks are this time around. Yeah. Um. So, and moving on from that to the uh, women's championship match, Nyla Rose takes on Haruka uh, Shida. Um, you guys have Nyla Rose. I have uh, Shida because I believe in the power of like God and anime. <laughs> uh, I got the power of God and anime on my side. I mean, Sheeta is a cosplayer. Like, she cosplays very frequently. So I was like, I mean, that's not that racist to say. That's more of a, like, I'm making fun of a nerd than I'm, I'm being racist. Yeah. But it's like, if, it's like if you said that for Xavier Woods. You'd be like, no, you're kind of, you're right. Oh, exactly. They do have the same interests. I would say that about, uh, I mean, those two equally would like canny. Because it's like, fucking... I love the nerds in wrestling. They're one of the things that make wrestling worth watching. Um, and I've seen uh, a bunch of Sheeta's cosplay. So, although is this this is your um, this is your uh, fucking hill pick for this one. I mean, I think that she, uh, I think that Sheeta has a chance. Like it was a tough decision, but I just don't think that they're gonna take it off of uh, Nyla yet. Yeah, see, the thing is, I don't see them needing to have, like, a monster heel in Nyla, because, like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, she beats Sheeta. Who takes the belt off of her, then? There's literally nobody. She already beat uh, Statlander, who I thought was the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, like, she beat the original title holder. There's not really another, like, well-known face at the moment. Like, they're building people up, but, like, that's... Not how it's going, so I feel like Sheeta would be a good one because Sheeta you can see taking on like anybody heel face, like you know she has that kind of uh, you know good um, sportsmanship. Like she beat somebody on Dark this week, shook her hand afterwards. Like I feel like that. I feel like that can work as they try to make the women's division better, since that is the weakest part of AEW. True, because they um. I guess on the flip side, the only other way that they do it is, like, if they had uh, Rose just have a long title reign, which would probably be more detrimental. So I could definitely see where you're coming from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, the big granddaddy match in place uh, of ever getting freaking, was it, was it blood, blood and Guts? I almost said Blood and Thunder. Uh, now that's a pay-per-view like, no. name. That's a flavor of your name. Blizzard would sue the shit out of you. Uh, it is the Inner Circle uh, versus uh, the Delete Elite. The, the 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 Delete, but it's the Elite with a D at the front of it. I don't know. Matt Hardy's teaming up with the Bucks and the Tag Team Champions. Yeah. And thus proving even more that Cody's not a part of the Elite. Nope. Cody's, he's just left them. He's left them all to do his own damn thing. The bastard. Um. Yeah. Actually. I'm fine. You gonna go inner circle on this? I think I'm taking inner circle on this. Like, all. That's fine. Yeah. Cause I, um, the more I think about it, the inner circle, this has been, uh, the storyline of see the inner circle and how fucking good of a team they are as a unit, and see the elite and how they're breaking down. 
I think that's the I think that's the point of it is that like the inner circle has been such like a dominant like shithead force that this is like their comeuppance match. Like the elite like takes them down to peg. That's why I went with the elite. And then after and then after that there can be the dissension of like maybe Paige chooses that moment to like turn on them yeah, or something. That's a good point actually. Now I'm gonna stay with the elite. <laughs> Watch the inner circle win, and I'll just be like, yes, I got him to not get farther ahead of me. <laughs> you know, sometimes, like, you could just use your advice to just lie to me. Like, I, there, I, half the time I'm just running on autopilot during these predictions anyway, so it's like, you could just tell me to pick a carrot, and I'd pick the carrot to win. Honestly, at this point, I, I take half credit for your win last year. <laughs> um... Because towards the second half here, I had my un, like my weird prediction, and I was like, "Okay, the safer prediction is probably that I'll give that to Blake." <laughs> um, as long as as long as Scotty doesn't win, I don't mind losing this year. That's true. Although I got to get my two wins now. <laughs> got to go back to back. <laughs> go cruising with that ship. Damn straight. Um, but yeah, that is double or nothing. That's it. Um, $50 pay-per-view if you feel like that is money well spent. Uh, I don't know. I don't buy pay-per-views. True. I mean, based but, off the last one we bought, it was worth it, but that was the last one we bought. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid card. The ladder match alone. Uh, but moving on to our heels and faces. It's going to be a lot shorter. We don't have Scotty here to uh, to go through. Uh, would you like to lead off with uh, either or, sir? Yes, I will start with my uh, heel, because I think my baby face might be a little too uh, hard-hitting. Um, because, uh, man, fuck WWE. Like, I can't even... I, I just... <laughs> Dude, you're gonna have to... We, you're, we're already on the three strike rule with WWE, man. We we we're not even halfway through the year. I know. I, what are we gonna What are we gonna do when SummerSlam comes? <laughs> when it's like, when they just start killing people in the ring. I mean, it, yeah. What? It's just so. Like it's so. I don't know why they're being so petty. Like you said earlier, they're set to make more money this year than ever. And it's like, people want to keep their jobs. And people want to stay healthy. So if somebody wants to stay healthy, and you said that it was okay a couple months ago, then you just let them fucking be. And you maybe don't take the title off of them in two seconds. And you may, like, unlike you do with some people, like Brock Lesnar, I mean, the, the fucking double standards alone piss me off. All they had to do was change this from an Intercontinental Championship to a number one contenders tournament, and everybody it would have been fine. Would have been, hey, we're setting up who faces Sami Zayn at whatever the fuck the next pay per view is. Backlash? Is it Backlash? I think it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you can't hate them completely. They're giving Battle Toad a shot at the WWE Championship. Does it? I don't know if that makes me like them anymore. <laughs> It depends on the match. If it's like their impact meetings where, like, Lashley and, uh, and Drew put on, like, some good shit, uh, yes, if it's overproduced because, like, somebody was like, hey, this is what you do, then it, it might be, it, it might turn into another Styles Nakamura. Not on the same level, but where I'm just like, they got this, and then, like, it's like, ooh, they did not have that. That was a, that was a calculated risk, and they're bad at math. Absolutely. Um, like, 
it's just gotten me. And this just this is why capitalism sucks. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I, dem- I I support. Um, oh God, I forgot. No, I forgot his name. Uh, David Starr and his socialist wrestling propaganda. <laughs> Just give me my socialist wrestling. Everyone gets paid. There's universal insurance. There's a there's a well-run union. Mm-hmm. Any of these. Every, everyone has everyone has mustaches as good as David Starr. Okay, that last one might be unrealistic, Stick. but <laughs> we can try. We can try, comrades. <laughs> um. So, despite all of my hype for uh, for double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my heel of the week is unfortunately AEW driven, uh, and it is the uh, unfortunate number of injuries that are happening on AEW. Uh, some of which might not are like you know accidental. Um, Phoenix had a move from the top this week, a springboard move uh, where like nobody caught him. But if you watch, you can look, you can see that it, it, he looks when he goes up for it. They move for where they think his trajectory is gonna be. And then he goes straight up and down. So unless they all just dove forward, like, I don't think they were really going to get it. Yeah, like, it was, it would have been hard for them to move into that position. And so it's like... Yeah, because they were, they were like, this is Ray Phoenix, we need to... It's like when you have to go way back in baseball, it's like, we gotta play the, we gotta play the wall on this one. And they just, like, plop it, like, outside, like, in the middle of the field. Yeah, it's... (laughs) You know, he bunted. Uh, uh, yeah, he... <laughs> that's good. No, bunting is when you're like that, when you're like Billy Kidman and you do a shooting star <laughs> press and end up on the on the turnbuckle. That's fucking... Yep, that's true. <laughs> oh. That's No, that's a bunt that goes out of bounds. Sorry. It just rolls right over the line. <laughs> just you're like, ah, oh, foul, damn it. Um, there was, there was that, the thing that might have fucked up Britt Baker's leg was, uh, Sheeta and Statlander did a, a, uh, cooperative fireman's carry to, like, throw Nyla into the corner onto Britt. Unfortunately, they went too far to the left, and so she came down on, uh, Britt's leg instead of Britt's, like, center, center mass. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I saw and, that, uh, and it and looked I- rough. Nyla's a big girl. Nyla's built. She is built. Um, so that, that might have messed her up. Which, like, I don't, I don't like Britt Baker. (laughs) Well documented. Yes. Uh, but I don't, like, I don't want her to get injured. Like, that's not, no one deserves that. No one deserves to have their career and their livelihoods potentially put in jeopardy due to unfortunate events. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like it is debatable if they should have done that move. Yeah, like nobody uh nobody deserves to have like an injury wished upon them, but it, it and it just sucks when anybody gets injured. Yeah. Uh the ones I want to talk about more though are despite the fact that AEW over the last 2 months has given dozens is it is in the is it in the dozens at least 15 different indie workers, multiple matches. There is one dude, Lee Jordan, who is and fucking 8 Rapidly approaching Peter Avalon numbers for the worst wrestler in AEW. Jesus Christ. Uh, but you know what? I want there to be a three-way match now. 
<laughs> it's it's Lee Johnson versus Peter Avalon versus <laughs> versus versus Cutler, who is the worst wrestler in AEW. <laughs> it's a double. It's a it's an elimination. It's a tornado. Ta- it's a a triangle match. So like 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 okay, this person is eliminated, and then they're the worst. Yep. <laughs> this battle but is then to you gotta find out who's the best of the worst. The best of the worst. It's it's instead of being eliminated once you win, then you then you're out. You won. You have the win, and then it's between the other two people because they'll be more desperate. <laughs> Absolutely, they don't want to be um, the worst. Yeah, nobody wants to be the worst. But yeah, you have all these different opportunities. Unfortunately, this it led this last week to two rather severe injuries. Um, was it Jason Cade who has appeared in some backstage segments with like Liva Bates and like wrestle thing before? Um. He broke Marco Stunt's nose. Oh shit! Like Marco Stunt, there, I don't know if it was a miscommunication. I don't know who messed it up, but Marco was going for like a knife edge chop. But it was the same moment that Jason Cade went for a forearm, and he like like the like the most strong style King's Road. Fucking just damn, ooh, and full in the face. They showed it on replay a lot, like oh man, oh like, shit. But he looked pissed off the whole match. He finally won. He also hit a razor's edge. That happened as well. Um, but man, that's things you never expected. Uh, he he was not moving afterwards. He was on the apron looking up, and they were like checking on him. They're like, we will give you updates. No one gave me any updates. But he fought MJF yesterday, so. He recovered, I guess. Yeah, alright, that's uh, good that it wasn't um, serious, but, I, I mean, in a situation like that, it easily could have been. Like, if his face was broken, then shit. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Um, the other one was, I talked about how much I loved the Havoc and um, oh, that Sabian match. Unfortunately, during that match... Um, Musa, another one of the people, uh, another one, like, again, really being shown off. He does a, like, a backup so that Sabian ends up on the outside. He then does a back elbow that catches him square in the, like, in the side of, uh, like, the orbital and temple area, and Kip just goes down. Like, and he stays in the same position. Like, Lee Jordan does, like, a baseball slide onto him, no reaction. Like... Fucking no sells it because he's there with like Penelope looking at him. Havoc wins the match single handedly at that point. And like then he comes over, like Sabian didn't even celebrate. Like the last shot you see of him is he's just like on his back, like staring at the lights. Oh. Like, so this is so unfortunately like a, a thing where it's like, hey, like the good with the bad. The good is you're giving these people the opportunity. A bad is like some of these matches are like not. The safest? I don't know. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah. I don't know who it's on, uh, but it's not it's not the best it's not the best look right before a pay-per-view. I guess that's what it is. Like I I don't wrestling happens, people get injured, we've seen it into fucking uh Neville broke his leg on a baseball slide. Like f- things happen in a wrestling match. Like it is a it is a risk. Yeah, there's an inherent risk in this business, but like some of this stuff sounds like it's, and it might just be, like you said, because of miscommunications, or it might just be like a simple missed, like, cue, but like, 
to have that much uh, sloppiness come up right before a big show is real tough to get past. Like, oof. And I, like you said, tons of new people in. So, like, they haven't built up, um, they pro- might not have built up as much, like, camaraderie. Maybe, you know, time in the ring to build up their chemistry. And it's just, that's something you gotta get used to. And it might not be the best place to do it on a weekly show. But on the other hand, it's a good thing that they're getting paid. Yeah. And, again, Sabian showed up for the big, like, the big brawl for the ladder match. So he's clearly, you know, he's doing better. Uh, he didn't wrestle this week, so that might have been part of the reason why. Though if he doesn't show up, they should just... If, if he doesn't show up, they should just put Havoc in. Have Havoc show no real, like, interest in climbing the ladder for most of the match. He's just there to beat the shit out of people. I would like that. That sounds like something Havoc would do. <laughs> Alright. Just, just like, they they have it up, he pushes it over. <laughs> He just, he tries to keep the ladder down. That's his goal. Uh, <laughs> so we want to get into baby faces. Dylan, uh, I know you talked for a while. Uh, would you like me to go first with the baby faces? Uh, here, I'll, I'll try to go first and keep it succinct. Okay. And then you can go longer on yours. Okay. Uh, su- surprise, surprise. Uh, my favorite women's wrestler won the, the Raw Women's Championship won. It was in a briefcase that she had already previously won. Yes. I don't know how you, how you do that. But her... It's Becky Lynch was Santa Claus, basically. It was. And she looked so happy for Becky, too. Yeah. Like, because Asuka is a mom, I found out. Yeah, she is. Uh, mom, streamer. Yeah. Like, all those things. Owns a hair salon in Japan. Yeah, no, it's the weirdest thing. Uh, but this week, with her and Kyrie's celebration ceremony, that was great. Where Kyra's playing the recorder, and Asuka's like, this is terrible, but you're my bestie. <laughs> uh, and then when uh-huh. Nyla beat up Kairi, uh, like, Asuka didn't get punked. Like, Nyla pushed past Asuka, and Asuka grabbed her by her, like, hair, the back of her hair, pulled her down, and just roundhouse kicked her in the side of the head, and then yelled at her in Japanese. Like... The- <laughs> it's so it's so refreshing to see a babyface champion, a tweener champion that doesn't take shit, doesn't look stupid. Yeah, especially like someone like Asuka, who we just know can just bring it in the ring. Like, she's so fucking smooth. I mean, uh, I think it was, uh, there was this match that I saw posted on Reddit, and it, I'd f- completely forgotten about it, where she beats Dana Brooke in six seconds because she flips her into an arm bar, I think. <laughs> yep. And it's just like, boom. It was one motion. It was so quick, if you blinked, you would have missed it because they were already on the ground. Like, Oscar <laughs> is so fucking good at wrestling, and I want to see more of it because she's fantastic. There's a reason we loved her so much and still love her. Like, want to see her in the ring. I'm also I'm also happy because with this, despite the fact she didn't cash in, but she still technically won Money in the Bank and the Raw Women's Championship in 24 hours, uh, she's accomplished literally everything. Because she also had this the mixed match challenge win with uh, Oz... Uh, Oz some whenever she teamed up with the Miz, yeah. Uh, so, they were so there was that that win, and then she got like Wrestler of the Year for NXT. 
It's like she's done everything. Shit. Like so, my my saltiness, my saltiness can now abate a little bit. <laughs> the tag the tag team one really got rid of most of it because I was yeah. like, oh god, they're they're doing her, they're doing her like so dirty with this. Like she, she showed she can really do this, and then she reinvented herself kind of with Kyrie, and it's like this is great. This is everything I wanted. Yeah, it's like she became that monster that she was again almost, and she's it, it was it beautiful. It, it's like it, it's a beautiful transformation. I'm still sad we didn't get crazy clown makeup, Oscar. That would have been great. I was really waiting. There's still time. We let we went let the fiend on TV. What's your excuse, WWE? Like that shit haunts nightmares. Yeah. Oh, one day, one day, I cannot wait for the match where it's just the fiend and then like clown face Oscar just like appears. Just, I don't know what they fucking do together. They could just stare at each other. For I'd, I'd fucking pay for that. <laughs> uh, and what's your baby face, Blake? All right. My baby face, uh, as y'all know, uh, anybody who's uh, kept up uh, with the news this week, uh, especially how the biggest headline has been the uh, the tragic death of, uh, <clears throat> you know, Shad from Crime Time. And, uh, I mean... Over the last week, after a tragic, like, loss like this, and especially hearing the story how he drowned, and while the lifeguards were trying to save him and his son who were swimming, he was yelling at them to find his son, and they got his son out where uh, he was gone by the time that uh, they went back in to find him. And um, over the, like last few days, there have been so many people, like, bringing out stories of how good of a person he was, uh, specifically this one where he's, uh, uh, an interview where he talks about how he just stopped an armed robbery by going after, like, uh, the robber, disarming them, uh, and putting his own, like, life on the line, just, uh, because he's a wonderful, selfless person, and, uh, it's funny uh, seeing all of these stories because, you know, after somebody passes away or if it's uh, under any circumstances, people talk about uh, how much they enjoyed them or the positive things. And it just seems like everybody who knew this man wanted to say something positive and about how wonderful of a person that he was and how... Um, the world is a little less bright without him. And to know that, and to know that his last moments, he spent concerned for his son's well-being, it's just, that that smacks as a true human baby face to me. And I wanted to, I wanted to bring him up at some point in the show, but I know that it would have been uh, hard to do it any earlier. Uh, so I, I just wanted to give him his just due. So, uh, Shad yeah, Gaspard. No. Yeah, especially as we were talking about with... Um the dark side of, uh, of the ring with Owen Hart's death. The thing that made Cornette break down was that Owen during his final moments was yelling, get out of the way. Like he was trying to make sure he didn't hurt anybody, even though he had to know that like, that was it. Yeah. And like, there was such a, a terrible parallel of people just being good people in their final moments. That is, uh, both, you know, inspiring and, and heartbreaking at the same time. And I really wish the one thing I, I don't like about a wrestler's death and all the stories coming out is you, you only hear it after they die. And there's so many great people in the industry that it would be 
better if they were appreciated like before that, like especially with WWE. WWE just does a terrible job. Like nobody ever brings up Shad at all, and then he does. And like here's his best accomplishments compilation. I was just like, you know, if he had lived another thirty years, they wouldn't have done that. Like it's just yeah, they they would have just let him just like they would just let him slip away. I mean, um, and it's uh, I it really does suck because uh, until um. I'd heard about his death, like, I had barely even thought about him or Crime Time, because it's just, they they just didn't get a lot of recognition after they left WWE, and it was uh, really hard to just think about, he was such a wonderful, great person, and, like, he, he just wasn't, uh, he wasn't given his just due when he was alive, and it kind of sucks. Um, yeah. But but it is really good to hear because like, a lot of people, uh, you see a lot of like indie wrestlers we met at like you know cons or when he was working like other shows, like they were the ones also speaking out. Like he didn't big league anybody. He wasn't one of those people you hear about who like spent some time in the WWE thought they were better than anyone. Like he was very like he was good to people like all around and like that's just like it. It like I said, it's it's so inspiring and heartbreaking like, at the same moment. So we uh, let's keep the let's. Let's keep him alive like that is always how I choose to think of it. It's like the someone that good uh, let him just kind of pass that positivity on to the rest of us. Oh, okay. God, I really wish I, I, I had known that was your baby face because like we, we've been starting this new tradition of, of having a, uh, a closing topic, a closing like open discussion. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like, is this era of WWE, the worst era of WWE. And after the previous subject and how heartbreaking that is, it's just like, uh, I mean, people are dying. That's always terrible. But like, is the product itself Raw's ratings are like an all time low. Like it's, it's dead even with SmackDown at this point. I think it lost out by a couple thousand to SmackDown. Like NXT is at five, like losing terribly to AEW. And it's the older, audience that's watching NXT, like, they're not getting the demographic at all, like... No, absolutely, like, it, it is such rough times for the product itself, like, the WWE product specifically, like, mm -hmm. and I don't... I mean, I know you can, you chalk a lot of it up to the fact that it doesn't have a live audience, but also the, just like the product itself, what they're putting out is pretty I shitty. I mean, it's not... And it's not even just like down. It's not even just the, the the COVID era. Like the last year, I would understand. Or like since when was the when was the first draft from Raw and SmackDown? It was a couple of years like ago. Back in 2017. 17, I think. Like if you want to take a three year period, I would I would accept that. Yeah. Because um, it has been on a downhill spiral. Like there have been some great moments, but the product as a whole, like overall, has declined. Yeah. Um, my only ar counter argument for that would be the, uh, the new gen era of WWE before the attitude era in the, the early nineties. Uh, just because and granted a lot of it's fresh in my mind. I didn't watch it at the time, but I watch a lot of it through like, uh, I watched old ones back, uh, back when WWE would show like old matches from that time, but those were the good matches. So when you'd watch something like the OSW reviews or like, you know, it'll be posted on social media somewhere 
and you see how corny it was, how honestly bad it was. Like, you know, the, the, the fact that they had to pay people or give away free tickets to get people in the door and how many, especially at the, like the, the early parts yeah, I, of that. Like it was, I, I think that, uh, I think that it has just something to do with like in, in the attitude era, they were given, the guys with attitude were given a lot of latitude, let's say, um, because a lot of that was, uh, thanks. I hate you. <laughs> But, like, they were given so much leeway to develop their characters, and, like, I mean, you you hear Austin talk about it all the time. When you get people who have some creative input, who do get a direction for their characters, but they're not, like, always big-leaguing, um, and always trying to be the person who wins, then you get, like, the healthy mix of what was so great about the Attitude Era. Um, not... You know, not that there wasn't a lot of that going on during the Attitude Era, because there was. Uh, but uh, I think the fact that there's just so little leeway in the product nowadays for WWE, it's just really hard for any individual to rise anywhere near the stardom of uh, those earlier times. And I think I think that's the parallel you can uh, draw between that uh, the new gen era and the one we're in right now. Because it just feels like, I, I, it's like there's something missing. It's like you're seeing cardboard characters all the time, and even though they're doing sometimes crazy stuff, it just doesn't feel like there's, it's missing heart, man. It's missing the heart. Yeah, no. Like I said, the only reason I really also argue is the dumb gimmicks, like uh, Druk the Dumpster, um, Doink, uh, Adam Bomb. Was, um... Just and like some just some drizzling shits matches. Like the technical wrestling of today is still good. Like don't get me wrong, the bad is still bad. But if you're doing the worst from this and the worst from like the new gen era, you would watch the worst from this more. Very true because the matches can still be good. Like a lot of matches are still good. It's not like the fucking, not like the fucking gobbledygooker. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that, that's why it's my argument, though, if you, um, I guess for those of you listening, if you want to, want to comment on our, uh, on our Twitter, let us know, uh, what, what era you think is the worst era. Maybe it's the John Cena years. I know that a lot of, we lost a lot of people in wrestling to like the 2008 to 2010 Super Cena years. Yeah, like that was. Uh, lost me. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing. Like all the hard, a lot of hardcore fans stopped watching WWE during that time, and I think it was like, it was uh, most of them speak and say that CM Punk was a, what brought him back. You know? Yeah, the pipe bomb brought a lot of people back, but then Summer of Punk was so fucked up that lost people again. And yeah, and it was just yeah, like no, it's been a wave since then. WWE is not known. Yeah, nah, but. That is enough wrestling talk for the day. That's enough boys fighting. Um, <laughs> I think I like that outro. I like this. I would, uh, I would plug right now. Uh, yeah, where can they find you? Uh, where can they find you on the internet? I don't really feel like anybody listening to this like no doesn't know where to find us. <laughs> That's true. Plus, I I don't want to rattle off Scotty's eighteen things. Uh, you here. Check out the rest of the BS Network. There's a lot of other very well thought out, very like 
um, thoughtful podcasts. Yes. Uh, uh, that are there. Thoughtful. Yeah, let's go with thoughtful. There, there is like thought goes thought goes into it. It's not just like you know, ah! quick baby. Like let's yell at each other. That's true. We do have, uh, and we do, uh, for example, have a new uh, kind of. Uh, we've got a new format on a load of BS every week where Scotty and I just go on on like we do our pitch, a uh, one pitch, and we just kind of go off on that and build the story from it and characters, and it's much more fun. So if you want to try to dive into a load of BS. Uh, you can check out uh, Opposite Attraction if you like theme parks and uh, designing Buckwild theme parks. Um, you can check out Deviant if you want to see a uh, sci-fi space drama, space opera, I believe, um, that uh, Scotty has written and performs in, and I perform in, and there's a lot of great voice talent that goes into it. Uh, or if you want to see... Uh, is that all our fucking podcasts? I don't remember. Sorry, Scotty, if I forgot any of them. <laughs> Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters, from Mega Ran. I don't think it's part of an album. I've never actually checked that out, but it was... No. I think it was just a single he made just for for Fighter Fest. Yeah. Okay. Still slaps. Slaps. We, we don't even get to the good part. That's the problem I have with our intro. We stop right before, like, Ran just starts killing Going. it. Yeah, and, but we do have the superior version of the song as our theme song, so... Uh, as we close out, don't forget to buy our merch, donate to the Patreon, whatever else the fuck it is that we do. Uh, let's see here. Subscribe on, on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, and that means we're talking to you, insert wrestler here, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy, boy for life. Oh shit, we didn't do the tweet. Dude, I don't have access to the Twitter. Do you have access to Twitter? I don't Twitter? have access fuck to no. Twitter. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh well, fuck it. 